Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Well, I turned 48 years old last week. Yep, February 25th. Still time to send me gifts? Uh, No, I'm kidding. You know, what it means, though, is that I only have 52 years left to live on this planet. As you may have heard me say to guests before, I plan to live to 100 and then just, boom, die in my sleep. Yeah. Now, we can't actually choose how we die naturally, that is. Of course, you can end your life, but I would strongly discourage that. Okay, I've had thoughts of that in the past when I have not had a peaceful life. And thankfully, I was able to get through that with the help of therapists and friends and so forth. So we can't choose how we die naturally, but we can choose how we live. Now, I like to think about myself as a fast learner. I pick things up pretty quickly. But when it comes to like life lessons, I think I'm a little hard-headed. Like it can take me a little bit longer maybe than other people. So that's why I wanted to take a few minutes to share eight lessons that I've learned and probably continue to learn by the time I'm 48. Now, this episode is probably more for me than anyone else. It's a little bit selfish, but most of my conversations on Inspiration Rising are selfish because I'm asking questions that I'm interested in. I want to get to know that person. Now, but my hope is that you would listen to some of these lessons and think, okay, that can provide me a little shortcut. It'll inspire you in some way so you don't have to learn something the hard way. All right, so are you ready? Let's jump in. Number one, cultivate peace in your mind and heart. Yes. Now, when I say your, I'm really talking to myself. Okay, this is just me looking in the mirror. Dave Trotter, you need to cultivate peace in your mind and heart. Well, what does that mean? It means that the things that are going on internally within me are very important. If I feel anxious, afraid, fearful, stressed, if I'm feeling any of those emotions, it it means that I'm not going to be in a good place to be a healthy father, healthy husband, healthy friend, healthy business owner and consultant. I'm going to be in a stressed out place. I'm going to be operating from my stress behaviors. 
Now, if you go through the Rise Up Business Academy, we go through the Berkman assessment, and they talk about that if you don't have your needs met, you're going to be operating from your stress behaviors, which is what we call kryptonite, and that's going to take you down. So if I'm operating from my stress behavior, if I don't have peace in my life, I'm going to probably be critical, angry, short, uh, direct, too direct, and I have found that most people don't like that. They just don't, you know, that's just, it's part of my personality. It's an intensity that I bring to the table. And I found that if I don't have peace in my life, I'm going to bring that more often. And so I want more peace. Yeah, more peace in my mind and heart. So how do I do that? Well, it means that number one, I got to take care of what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking about myself, how I'm thinking about others. Okay, so I got to do that. And then I also, frankly, avoid people and projects that contribute to chaos or stress or anxiety for me. So I'll turn down situations or projects or things that I might do, not hang out with certain people that don't help me cultivate peace. If they're bringing chaos or stress into my life because of their own drama, now I might be willing to help them through a situation, but I'm not going to enter into a situation where it's going to cause my peace to be undermined. Okay, so I'll say no to even lucrative projects because I recognize that's going to cause me undue stress. I don't need that in my life. I want peace because when I'm in a peaceful place, I can then be collaborative, friendly, loving, healthy, and I feel good about myself and my life and the people around me. So that's a top priority, top value for me. It didn't used to be. I will tell you, when I was a pastor for those 10 years, I didn't have a lot of peace in my life. It sounds crazy, like I'm supposed to be the one doling out peace to everybody, but no, no, no. I was very stressed and overwhelmed uh, because of my own way of thinking about life and ministry and all of that. So 12 years ago, when I hit rock bottom, I was like, you know what? Screw this. I got to have peace in my life. Peace at all cost. I have to have peace. So that's my number one lesson for me. I have to have peace. Number two, Dave Trotter, take care of your body. I don't know if you can hear that in the background. My neighbors have, they're building a house, you know, across the street. And I try to not record during times. It's Saturday morning. I'm thinking you're not going to keep building. I think they're building on a Saturday. What the heck? Cultivate peace, Dave. Peace, peace, peace. Okay, just just deep breaths. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Number two, take care of your body. I'm talking to myself. I spent probably almost 47 years of my life not as worried about my body. Now, I'm a tall guy, six foot five. I was 175 pounds when we got married 26, almost 27 years ago. I used to have a six-pack, I ran, I played basketball, I did all the things, and then I became an adult, and I sat at a desk, and I did work, and I got really pudgy, right? The dad bod, okay? The middle section, the man boobs, all of that. So for me, I'm realizing at 48, man, if I'm going to be here for 52 more years, I better take care of this body. And there are ways of taking care of a body that are just common sense, Okay, just common sense, like drink water, eat vegetables, and move your body. Yeah, move more, eat less. Like, and I know that doesn't work for some people. I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm talking about just taking care of your body. So last year, 
Um, Laura and I completed the 75 Hard Challenge, which is not only a physical challenge, but a mental challenge by Andy Frisella. You can just ter- just type in 75 Hard, all one word, and you'll have tons of posts about it. We actually did an, an episode on 75 Hard in our experience. That was super fun to record with Laura. If you go to insporising.com slash 75 Hard, you can hear what we did. Well, we're actually going to be doing it again. We're starting it here in just a couple weeks. Um, because I realized that it, it challenges me to not only take care of my mind, cultivating peace, but taking care of my body. So back to my body. So I was drinking, I think the equivalent of like six to eight cans of Diet Dr. Pepper a day, maybe more, um, for a long time. I love Diet Dr. Pepper. It's just so good. It's like the, just the juice of the gods. It's just amazing. But I've had, you know, close friends um, like Dr. Bita Yadidi and others that are saying, Dave, you really got to get rid of that soda. It's just, you know, not good. So for the very first time, I have not had a soda since like May of last year. And I'm recording this in the end of February. So I'm coming up on almost a year. No, 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 no. I'm getting overzealous. About nine months. That's the longest period of time I think I've not, I've gone without a soda since I was probably six years old. I don't know. You just grew up in the South. You're drinking soda. People are bringing soda in um what do you call those coolers to kids baseball games? Like that was the thing. Like now, if you took a cooler of soda, Cokes and, you know, Sprite and all that stuff to a kid's baseball game, at least here in Southern California, they would look at you like you had COVID. They'd be like, what is that? Kids, come, come with me. Let's go over here and get some water, filtered spring water, maybe some LaCroix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, not good. So, okay. I quit. I quit drinking the soda. That's number one. Um, And I also cut out a lot of carbs. Like I pretty much cut out all bread, all pasta, you know, all that stuff, all sweets, all fried foods, um, pretty much. So um, I'm doing that and I'm realizing, okay, I can live a different way. I need to live a healthy lifestyle, taking care of my body. Why? Because I only have one. I know you can get things replaced. But it's not a really a fun process to get parts replaced. Like I've heard that I've heard from people that get parts replaced in your body. And it's, you know, you can if you need to. But my goal is like, let's just keep the parts that I got. Like God gave me these parts. I'm going to keep these parts. Like, let's see if I can keep them going. Okay. And not like have to turn them in for an upgrade at some point. Okay. So lesson number one, cultivate peace in your mind and spirit. Number two, take care of your body. And number three, use your time wisely. I'm going to tell you that beyond cultivating peace and taking care of my body, I'm telling you time is so valuable to me. Every moment, I want to use it wisely. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm constantly trying to maximize the moment. It just means that I want to be mindful that I can make more money, I can connect with more people, but I can't make more time. The time that I have in front of me is like so precious. So I hate it when people waste my time. I don't like to waste my time. I like to be able to use it very wisely, meaning when I'm working, I'm really focused on working. When I'm relaxing and rejuvenating my mind, body, and spirit, I'm doing that. When I'm spending time with my family, I'm doing that. So I just I just want to make sure for me personally that I'm not just just letting time pass by without either 
producing something, enjoying something, being present in the moment, rejuvenating my body, versus there are so many things that we can do that are not a good use of time, scrolling through social media endlessly just for the sake of it, um, mindlessly watching TV. I Do I watch TV? I love TV. I don't watch a ton of it, but when I watch it, I'm watching it because I'm doing it to enjoy the television program. I'm doing it with family, like it's a fun thing. Okay. So use my time wisely. That means that, frankly, you know, I go to bed at eight or eight thirty every night. That's part of me taking care of my body, but it's also using my time wisely. Because I know that if I get to bed by eight or eight thirty, I'm asleep by nine at the latest. I'm up by six. That means I got nine hours sleep. I'm ready to rock and roll the day. Like I'm ready to get up and start cranking on work and projects and helping people. Okay. So I don't let time kind of like slip through my fingers. I love to use it wisely and productively. So like right now, it's a Saturday morning. My wife's out to breakfast with a girlfriend. And uh, uh, let's see, one of my kids is working. One of my kids is sleeping in. What am I going to do? Hang out with my dog and just kind of like walk around or something on a Saturday morning? No. I mean, if that's something I valued, yes. But I value talking to you, creating content to help you. So Saturday morning, boom, I'm using my time wisely. I'm creating podcast. Okay, number four, do what you say you're going to do. Dave Trotter, you, you need to say what you're going to, you need to do what you say you're going to do. All right, now we tell people that we're going to do things all the time. We tell them we're going to, uh, your spouse, we're going to pick something up at the grocery store. We're going to be somewhere at a certain time. We're going to show up for a meeting. We're going to be prepared for a meeting. We're going to deliver a resource or something that somebody has asked from us. Okay, if I say I'm going to do something, you better believe it. I'm going to do it. Why? Because that builds trust in relationships. And when people say they're going to do something, for me, or a project that we're working on, and then they don't, they lose trust within me. I kind of go, eh, I don't know, that person, they're not doing what, they're say, what they said they're going to do. Even if it's producing some sort of document or resource or, you know, whatever. I produce lots of different things with people. We create things. And so when they don't bring their thing to the table like they said they were going to do it, and especially without giving notice, like, so let's just say that I am working with someone and I said, I'm going to have this to you by Tuesday. And I recognize by Monday, I got problems. I either can't pull it together or whatever. I'm contacting them in advance, not on the day it was due. I'm contacting them in advance to say, hey, you know what? I got a, I got a little challenge here. Something's come up. I got sickness. I got my kids issue, well, you know, whatever that I am telling them ahead of time. And I'm telling them the truth. I'm not coming up with some lame excuse that's a lie, right, to cover up. No, no, no. I just, hey, you know what? I didn't use my time wisely. I, um, I thought this was going to not take as long. Whatever it is, tell the truth and come to grips with, I've got to now reschedule what I told you I was going to do. That's creating trust. That's creating trust with people. Yeah. And so I recognize that, um, man, I got to do what I said I'm going to do because then next time they know, they know when I say I'm going to do it, they can trust me. They know that I'm going to come through for them. Yeah. And trust is so important in relationships and business because if I can't trust you, if you can't trust me, then we can't have a great collaborative working relationship, right? And then who would want to hire someone that you can't trust? 
right? In the whole online business world, the value is that you would know me, like me, and trust me. Well, I want you to be able to trust me. And how do I, how do, I do that? I do what I say I'm going to do. That's number four. Number five, under-promise and over-deliver. Now, I'm a promoter. I'm a hype man. I get excited about things. I love events. I love people. I love hyping things and products and everything. Like, for instance, um, Rise Up Creatives. Uh, we just launched this resource, riseupcreatives.com. It is a, an amazing resource to help business owners create beautiful, engaging social media resource, like social media stuff, anything that you'd put online. Plus, you can create workbooks, lead magnets, and slide decks, and all this kind of stuff. So, under promise and over deliver. I get excited talking about it. Like, you should check it out, riseupcreatives.com, right? Well, under promise and over deliver. So, I can't tell you that it's going to revolutionize your business. I can tell you it's going to help you grow your business, but I got to be careful in the midst of my hyping things up that I don't over promise and under deliver. So, For me, I actually more so um, focus on the statement, not on the under-promising part, but more on the over-delivering part. I really seek to over-deliver with people. Whether it's a business consulting client or a marketing client or with me creating an online course or this resource rise of creatives, I'm going, you know what? I'm going to give you more than you could ever imagine. I mean, you're going to be like, this comes with it too. You did this for me. You came and, w- and came to me personally. You went out of your way to call me. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, because I want to over deliver. Once again, it is cultivating trust in people that they know I'm not out to somehow scam them or just take their money and run or I'm not, I'm trying to overhype. No, no, no. I'm here to be with you, to encourage you and support you every step of the way. I think that's why female entrepreneurs love working with me is because I do what I say I'm going to do and I do my best to over-deliver, helping them, being available to them, encouraging them every step of the way. And that's what I want with Rise Up Creatives as well is, hey, you're paying your $25 a month. That's the introductory price. And we're going to give you so much for that $25. You're going to be blown away. You know, so that's, that's the under promise and over deliver. Lesson number six, do the tough stuff first. Now, in the midst of avoiding anything that kind of rattles my peace, bottom line is there are going to be stressful, anxiety, little, you know, things, challenges. There are going to be projects that I don't want to work on. There's going to be calls I have to make. There's going to be emails I have to send, text messages that are tough, that are not as fun or energizing. And so one of the lessons that I've learned up until 48 is do the tough stuff first. I have a to-do list that I live by. I mean, I live by this. I use this app called the Things app. It's for Mac computers because I'm hardcore Apple. And I have all my to-do list. I'm looking at it right here, all the things that I need to do. Now, here's an example, all right? This morning, it's Saturday morning, and I wrote and recorded an intro to episode 183. It's the episode after this one. It's with Phoebe Ritacchio. She's amazing. You should definitely listen to this episode that comes out on Wednesday. Now, Phoebe, uh, I I, uh, wrote that and recorded that. That was the first thing that I did. And then I uh, wrote the introduction and, you know, kind of really brainstormed these eight lessons that I wanted to share with you. I did all that. You know what's next on my list? Go pick up some plants on the side of the road that I saw on my walk yesterday. 
I walk uh, this 45 minute walk in our neighborhood and I saw somebody had put out some plants that looked nice. I was like, Ooh, they're giving away these things for free. I hope they're still there. That was last night. They could be gone by now. But notice I did the tough stuff first. I'm not saying that recording an introduction for this episode uh, 183 or doing this podcast is like tough, but it is work. It does require me to focus. It does require me to be diligent about what I'm doing here. So I put on my to-do list, hey, go pick up the plants after that. That's the thing that is mindless. That's kind of like fun. Like, oh, look at these cool new plants because I'm like into plants. I'm like wanting to grow plants. And so do the tough stuff first. So anything that you've got in your life that you're like, uh, procrastinating on, what I have found is that the things that I procrastinate on end up taking me way less time than I've made up in my head. In my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to take me three hours. Ends up taking me 15 minutes. Was it a fun 15 minutes? No, but it was the tough 15 minutes. And I did it first and then I got through it. And then I can do the other stuff that maybe I'm more energized by or creative stuff that makes me feel good or whatever. Dave, Dave Trotter, do the tough stuff first. All right, number seven. This is a tough one, you guys. All the other ones were fun until this one. I should have done the tough stuff first. I should have done number seven, number like first, but I was kind of doing this in this linear order because my mind thinks linearly like this. So number seven, finish well and avoid burning bridges. Oh, let me say that again to Dave Trotter. Dave Trotter, finish well and avoid burning bridges. You guys, I've burned some bridges over the course of my 47 years of life. And uh, most of the burning bridges have happened between, you know, in my adulthood. Um, I don't like that. I, I feel bad about that in my life. Like, and usually it involved um, me in a church situation. Okay, I'll just be honest with you. As you know, I was a pastor for over 10 years. I've helped in the churches. I've helped in some churches in the last 12 years as well. And the times when I have not finished well, now that I think about it, have all been involving churches and relationships there. And I've been critical or judgmental or felt like I could do a better job and then kind of moved on. And uh, I will say that the last transition that I made from a church uh, in the last year, I felt like I finished pretty well. That was probably the best finishing well that I'd done, honestly. And I don't know if they felt like I finished well, but that's okay. I felt like I finished well. And um, in previous situations, I have said things that I regret, done things that I regret. And so I just want to tell you, one of the lessons that I have learned and am learning is Dave Trotter, you need to finish well. If you're in a relationship with someone, whether it's a friendship, romantic relationship, if you're in a business relationship, if you have a client situation, if you're a contractor, if you're a freelancer, you know, the world's a small place and you're probably going to circle back and find that person somewhere else. If you don't find that person, you're going to find somebody who knows that person. And then they're going to know the situation and they're going to be like, "Eh, you know what? I'm seeing common theme here. When you don't finish well and you burn bridges, you end up losing trust with people. I think trust is a big deal to me. I think I want people to be able to trust me that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. 
and that if things are not going so well, that I'm going to help transition out of that situation in a way that was healthy and isn't burning bridges, isn't um, leaving bodies strewn behind me. I've done that before. I've, I've hurt people. And I, I do not like that. I'm not proud of that. I am seeking to continue to change that in my life. So if you have a situation where you want something to come to an end, whatever it is, how do you honor that person? I'm asking myself that. How do I honor them by communicating in a healthy way that this is not a good fit? I care about you. I see the best in you, right? You're seeing the best in that other person. You're seeing their gifts and talents. You're seeing the situation as they're doing the best that they can and whatever it is. But you're finding that you want to transition out of that. Generally, it's probably going to be a relationship with someone, a boss, a coworker, a friend, a classmate, a loved one, whatever it is. How do you finish well? Well, you're honest with yourself on your own shortcomings. You identify how they are doing the best they can. Most likely, they have their own gifts and talents, and you want to see those and honor those. But you also want to recognize this is not a good fit. So how can you finish your commitments, finish your commitments, and then transition out without speaking poorly about that person or the situation? Ooh, man, did I just say that? Huh, that's some good advice for myself. You want to Finish well, meaning like you want to complete your commitments, whatever it is. You don't want to bail on anybody, especially too fast. And meaning like, hey, goodbye, I'm done. Like with with whatever it is, friendship or whatever. Or you want to give some transition time. And how do you speak kindly of that person, not only to them, but to others? Because that's the big part of burning bridges is when we kind of peace out, like, boom, I'm done. And then like nee, 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 behind their back to all these other people about how bad they are and how bad the company is, how bad the situation is, how bad the church is, how bad the, per, you know, whatever it is. That's not finishing well. That's burning your bridge. And so, uh, yeah, that's my encouragement to myself. This is one of the biggest, most painful lessons that I have learned and continue to learn up until 48. Number eight, number eight. Oh, let's, let's do a recap real quick. Number one. Cultivate peace in your mind and spirit, your mind and heart. Number two, take care of your body. Number three, use your time wisely. Number four, do what you say you're going to do. Number five, underpromise and overdeliver. Number six, do the tough stuff first. Number seven, finish well and avoid burning bridges. These sound like cliches, don't they? Do they sound like cliches? You know what? That's where cliches come from is it's boiling something down that's like a deep, deep uh, wisdom or learning down into a short sentence. I can't communicate the wisdom of something and like take care of your body, but I try to elaborate on that, right? So these are not meant to be cliches. They're meant to like encapsulate a life learning. And number eight, chase your dreams. Chase your dreams. I think this is probably a life message from me to you. Like I can spend 15 minutes with someone and within that 15 minutes, I can find out what they really want to do with their life. What they, re- what they wish they would have done, what they hope they, they could maybe do, what maybe in the future. And I then help them systematically think about how they could go after that dream. I don't care what the dream is. It doesn't have to be a business. It could be, you know, finding a spouse, having a kid, adopting a kid, taking a trip to South Korea, going to, I don't know why South Korea just popped in my head, probably because I want to go to North Korea. I, I, I think that would be crazy. Anyway, uh, chase your dreams. How do you 
recognize that you only have a certain amount of time on this earth. And if you have something in your heart that you want to do for whatever reason, how do you go after that? How do you structure your life and your relationships and your finances so that you can have a shot at doing whatever it is that you want to do? And you don't have to do it to the extent that you have your dream. Like, for instance, I use this analogy uh, once in a while. Like somebody goes, I want to open up a restaurant. I want to have this big restaurant. It'll be Italian food. It'll be amazing. I go, okay, do you have the money to do that? Do you have the resources? Do you have the connections? Have you ever owned a restaurant before? No, 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 no. Okay, great. So you haven't done any of that before, but what's a first step you could do? Well, you could have a pop-up restaurant in your backyard or in your home where you invite friends over for a meal as if it is a restaurant. Yeah, that can be the beginning of trying things on, testing things out. So chasing your dreams doesn't have to be like boom to the extent 100%. You can start small and work toward it. If you want to write a book, write a book. I've written like a dozen books. They're all on Amazon. Yeah, my latest book you should get, Empowered to Rise. It's probably my best one. If you want to travel somewhere, figure it out, save up the money. If you want to start a business, boom, I'll help you. If you want to um, get your body back into a shape that you want it to be, there are so many resources. Use YouTube. It's an unlimited amount of resources to help you. All right. Chase your dreams. Whatever it is that you want to do, there's limited time on this earth. If you're just working that nine to five and then living for the weekend for you to sit around and drink beer, wine, and just kind of chill out and veg out from the world, you are wasting your life. Yeah, you're wasting your life. You got to chase your dreams, girlfriend. Like you got something inside of you. Like go after it. All those excuses that you have. Now, when the kids move out, when I finally get my divorce, when I lose that 20 pounds, when I get, when I get retired, when I, I leave all, come on. That's all excuses because you're scared to get started. Come on now. Chase your dreams. Yes, you can do that. So when I tell you this, chase your dreams, you look at my life and I will tell you, I'm proud of the things that I've done. Started a church, grown it. Like that was a dream. Now, did it end up like kind of blowing up because I had a meltdown? Yes, but that's part of my learning process. That's part of my own growth. I chased my dreams, started a marketing company, started a plush toy robot company, Produced and directed four free feature films, one on Netflix. What the heck? Who does that without going to film school? Who writes a dozen books? Like, I was hoping that somebody would just pick up one book and publish it. I'm like, I don't need a publisher. I'll write and publish my own books. Who wanted to start a, a, a business to help business owners like yourself take a shortcut on social media so that you could stand out and save time? Me, I wanted to create it. So you know what I did? I created it. Rise Up Creatives. Bam. Done. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, if you have something that you want to create in this world, I don't care what it is. Come on now. You have a limited amount of time. And I'm telling you, you have access to the resources. It's right in front of you. You have a way to make those things happen. All right. You, you, listen now. Cultivate peace in your mind and spirit. Uh, am I talking to me or you? I can't remember. I'm talking to myself. Dave Trotter, cultivate peace in your mind and spirit. Yeah, because Dave, you need peace in your mind if you're going to be a good husband and a good father and a good business owner. Dave Trotter, you better take care of your body. You got one body. I know it's not as hot and sexy as it used to be, but it still looks good. Come on now. Take care of that body. You've only got one. You don't want to be switching out parts later in life. 
Dave Trotter, you better use your time wisely. You only have a certain amount of time. You only have 52 years of life left. Use that time wisely. Who are you going to hang out with? What are you going to do? What are you going to create? How are you going to generate resources? How are you going to rejuvenate yourself? How are you going to be with your family and take them on trips around the globe? Use your time wisely, Dave Trotter. Dave, you better do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, because if you don't, people don't trust you. Yeah, you got to keep doing what you say you're going to do. And you better under-promise and over-deliver. I know you like to promise big things. You're a big talker, Dave Trotter. But you, you better kind of back off on that promising. And you better keep over-delivering. I see how you over-deliver. I see how you you spend so much time helping people. I see how you give more than you said you were going to give. More than they're paying for. You give more for that. I see that. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. People love that. People will trust you. Dave Trotter, you better do the tough stuff first. Yes, you do. I know you like to do the fun stuff, but in, in, in you leave the tough stuff for last. And then it's like, eh, procrastinate. No, do the tough stuff first. Just slide it right up to the front of your to-do list because then you get the pleasure of going and getting those plants, which is exactly what you're going to do after this podcast episode is going to go, go, go get those plants. Yep. Number seven, Dave Trotter, you better finish well and avoid burning bridges. I know it's hard for you. I know you get anxious. I know how easy it is for you to be critical and judgmental and want to just burn a bridge and just say, screw those people. They're doing a board, the bad job. You just move on, do your own thing. But you know what? You know what? Number one, you care about people. You want to help them take care of their soul. Number two, you want to be able to work with them in the future if something came up. Number three, people are going to know them and then they're going to know you in the future. And you don't want to have that that reputation following you around that you don't finish well or you burn bridges. Dave Trotter, you better love people and keep those criticisms to yourself and tell people what they're doing well. Dave Trotter, number eight, you better chase your dreams. You've got one life. Yeah, you might have 52 years left, but you might not have that long. And so if you've got a dream, Dave Trotter, you better go after it. You better put all your resources, all your time, all your energy into what your resource in whatever your dream is. Yes, you can. You can do that, Dave Trotter. Hey, I want you to know it's good to be David Trotter. It's good to be me. And it's good to be you. It's good to be you. You've got good things going on in your life. Yeah, you've got ups, downs, twists, and turns and challenges. But I love what Rob Bell says. Rob Bell, incredible, incredible author. He says, you know what? Who wants to watch a movie that's boring where everything's going right? No, that's not the kind of movie you'd watch. You want to have a movie that's got all kinds of up, downs, twists, turns, and challenges. And you know what? That's the story of your life. You've got one of those stories like a movie like everyone wants to watch because you've got the ups, downs, twists, and turns. Yes, it's good to be you. It is so good to be you. And it's good to be me. I love you. I love you, love you, love you. And I'm thankful for these eight lessons that I have learned and continue to learn. And I hope that they have inspired you and helped you as well. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949 949- 
949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. Mm